Thank you for joining the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, our study is entitled The Reign of David, Sweet Psalmist of Israel. During this study, we will learn the character traits that contributed to David's reputation as a man after God's own heart. You can purchase your copy of this book, along with many other study resources, on our website, bogardpress.org. So, Grab your copy of the Winter 2023 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. The lesson for December 10, 2023 is entitled, David's Unwise Choice. It comes from 1 Chronicles chapter 13, verses 6-10, through 10, chapter 15, verses 11-13. through 15 and verses 26 through 29 and chapter 16 verse 37 and 40. The key verse, thus all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting with the sound of the cornet and with trumpets and with cymbals making a noise with psalteries and harps. First Chronicles chapter 15 verse 28. The application The student will comprehend that God is glorified by open expressions of praise, worship, and honor, whether they are public or private. Seeking the Context Our lesson today is found within David's effort to move the Ark of God to Jerusalem. As originally directed by the Lord, the Ark was to be kept in the Holy of Holies of the Tabernacle, Exodus chapter 26, verses 33 and 34 but it had not been kept there since the days of Eli the priest in 1 Samuel. Psalm 78 verses 60 through 64 and Jeremiah chapter 7 verses 12 through 14 indicate that the tabernacle had been destroyed while it was in Shiloh in the days of Eli. Likely when Israel was defeated by the Philistines and the Ark of God was captured in 1 Samuel chapter 4, the Philistines also destroyed the tabernacle. The glory of the Lord had departed from Israel. 1 Samuel chapter 4 verse 22. The Philistines subsequently returned the ark because it caused them so much trouble. 1 Samuel chapters 5 and 6. Afterwards, it was placed in the house of a Levite named Abinadab in Kirjath Jerim, a city in Judah about 14 miles west of Jerusalem. His son, Eleazar, cared for the ark for 20 years. 1 Samuel chapter 7, verses 1 and 2. Sadly, there is little mention of the ark or the tabernacle throughout 1 Samuel, meaning that there was very little worship of the Lord. But King David desired to change that. David said, And let us bring again the ark of our God to us, for we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. 1 Chronicles 13 and verse 3. David wanted to change the spiritual condition of Israel by bringing them back to the worship of the Lord. By this time, David had moved to Jerusalem and made it the capital city of Israel, and he wanted to move the ark there to reinstitute the worship of the Lord. Later, we will learn that David wanted to build a temple for the Lord in Jerusalem. 2 Samuel chapter 7 verses 1 through 3. Why do you think David wanted to move the Ark of God to Jerusalem? Searching the text. Number one, failed attempt to move the Ark. First Chronicles chapter 13 verses 6 through 10. 
And David went up and all Israel to Baalah, that is, to Kirjath Jerim, which belonged to Judah, to bring up thence the ark of God the Lord that dwelt between the cherubims, whose name is called on it. And they carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab, and Uzzah and Ahau drave the cart. And David and all Israel played before God with all their might, and with singing, and with harps, and with psalteries, and with timbrels, and with cymbals, and with trumpets. And when they came unto the threshing floors of Chidon, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him, because he put his hand to the ark, and there he died before God. David's first step in moving the ark was to inform the entire nation of his desire to do so, and everyone was excited about the news. Furthermore, he gathered the priests and Levites who were responsible for the ark's care and transport, 1 Chronicles 13 and verse 2. David wanted the entire nation to be involved in this great revival effort, but something David neglected to do was inquire of the Lord. Previously, in going to battle against the Philistines, David was careful to seek the Lord's permission and guidance, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 19 and 23. Not doing so in this instance turned out to be a costly mistake. Everything was going well as the ark was being transported from the house of Abinadab to Jerusalem. Uzzah and Ahau drove the cart that transported the ark. And David, being a lover of music, led Israel in worshipful, celebratory music along the way. 1 Chronicles chapter 13 and verse 8. But at the threshing floor of Chidon, the oxen stumbled, and Uzzah reached out his hand to steady the ark. Verse 9. The Lord became angry with Uzzah for touching the ark and killing him on the spot. Verse 10. What just happened? We need to revisit the law to understand Uzzah's deadly mistake, which involved how the ark of God was to be transported. Exodus chapter 25 verses 12 through 15 describes the construction of the ark with rings fashioned on each corner and poles inserted in the rings for carrying by Kohathite priest. Numbers chapter 4 verses 2 through 4 and verse 15. The ark was not to be transported by an ox cart. And Numbers 7 and verse 9 specifically emphasizes that the ark was to be carried by poles on the shoulders of the priest. No one was to touch the ark, not even the priest. Numbers chapter 4 and verse 15. This is why Uzzah was killed by the Lord. How could this mistake have been avoided? Deuteronomy chapter 17 verses 18 through 20 commanded the king of Israel to have a copy of the law and to read it all the days of his life so that he would obey all that the Lord had commanded. Perhaps David delegated the responsibility of loading and transporting the ark to the priests and Levites. But had he been reading the law of God as commanded, he would have immediately recognized that this was not the proper way to transport the ark. Furthermore, had he inquired of the Lord, I am certain that the Lord would have reminded him of the ark's proper transport. We might say that both David and Uzzah had good intentions in what they did, but good intentions are no excuse for disobeying God.
We might say that both David and Uzzah had good intentions in what they did, but good intentions are no excuse for disobeying God. We might say that David and Uzzah did not know they were doing wrong, but lack of knowledge is no excuse for disobeying God either. They both should have known God had said that anyone who touches the ark shall die. God was faithful to his word. David and Uzzah were not. Do you think that it was fair for God to kill Uzzah? Number two, successfully moving the ark. First Chronicles chapter 15 verses 11 through 15. And David called for Zadok and Abathar the priest and for the Levites, for Uriel, Isaiah, and Joel, Shemaiah, Eliel, and Amenadab, and said unto them, Ye are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourself, both ye and your brethren, that ye may bring the ark of the Lord, God of Israel, unto the place that I have prepared for it. For because you did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, for that we sought him not after the due order. So the priests and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. And the children of the Levites bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves thereon, as Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord. What should we do when we disobey the Lord? Obey the Lord. Even though David was displeased by the Lord's actions, David feared the Lord and sought to correct his wrong. First Chronicles 13 and verse 11 and 12. We may not agree with God in his actions, which are always right, but we better fear him and respect his holiness and righteousness or face the judgment. David quickly had the ark taken into the house of Obededom, who was a Levite, 1 Chronicles 15, verses 16 through 18, and it remained there for three months, 1 Chronicles chapter 13, verses 13 and 14. David acted much more wisely in his second effort to bring the ark to Jerusalem. On this occasion, he consulted God's word to clearly understand how to transport the ark. Then David said, None ought to carry the ark of God but the Levites, for them hath the Lord chose to carry the ark of God and to minister unto him forever. 1 Chronicles 15 and verse 2. David got it right. We organized the priesthood and gave orders for them to bring the ark to Jerusalem. David made sure this time that the priests understood exactly how to transport the ark. He did not want more people to die on his watch. First, they were to sanctify themselves, verse 12. This likely involved ritualistic washing of the body and clothing and making sacrifices before the Lord so that they would be holy before the holy God. David reminded them of the costly mistake previously made, that it was not to be repeated, verse 13. We also read that the Levites carried the ark of God with the poles upon their shoulders as Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord. Verse 15. The message is obvious, is it not? We must serve as instructed by the Lord. This is why we must get into the Bible, God's word, so that we will know how to serve the Lord. We cannot just make it up as we go along. We cannot do what we think is right. For Proverbs 14.12 tells us, there is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Uzzah thought he was doing right by steadying the ark and died as a result. 
Why should we think we can serve the Lord in the way we think is right? If we do not learn how to serve the Lord as he instructed us, we might also die and face some other judgment of the Lord, all the while thinking we were doing what was right. Can you describe a time when you thought you were doing what was right, only to find out later that you were disobeying the Lord? Number three, worshiping God around the ark. First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 26 through 29, and chapter 16, verses 37 and 40. And it came to pass when God helped the Levites that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, that they offered seven bullocks and seven rams. And David was clothed with a robe of fine linen, and all the Levites that bear the ark, and the singers, and Chenaniah, the master of the song of the singers, David also had upon him an ephod of linen. Thus all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting, and with sound of the cornet, and with trumpets, and with the cymbals, making a noise with psalteries and harps. And it came to pass, as the ark of the covenant of the Lord came to the city of David, that Michael, the daughter of Saul, looking out of the window, saw King David dancing and playing, and she despised him in her heart. So he left there before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, Asaph and his brethren, to minister before the ark continually, as every day's work required to offer burnt offerings unto the Lord upon the altar of the burnt offering continually morning and evening, and to do according to all that was written in the law of the Lord, which he had commanded Israel. David and the priest moved carefully before the Lord as they transported the ark. As the old saying goes, it is better to be safe than sorry. After the first six paces, they stopped and made sacrifices to the Lord. 1 Samuel chapter 6 and verse 13. They moved carefully onward and sacrificed again as they arrived in Jerusalem. 1 Chronicles chapter 15 and verse 26. They had learned the costly lesson of Uzzah. Why Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 1, Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. This means that we are to watch our step or be careful what we do when we enter God's house. I'm amazed how some who claim to be Christians take little care in entering God's house today. How much thought do we give to the honor, reverence, and worship of God as we go to church on Sundays and other times? Who would even dare fall asleep in church, talk with friends instead of paying attention while the sermon is delivered, or scowl their face when, with a tightly closed mouth while the congregation sings praises to the Lord? Are we like the wicked of whom Psalm 36 1 records, there is no fear of God before their eyes? But we also see King David, the Levites, the singers, and all Israel celebrating with shouting, music, singing, and yes, even dancing. And David danced before the Lord with all of his might. 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse 14. This was no fleshly jive or swinging two-step, but joyful expression of David's body, whirling, skipping about, and leaping. Not that I am much of a dancer, but there is nothing wrong with showing excitement and joyful expressions while worshiping the Lord. We can be both reverent and excited in our worship of the Lord. 
Everyone was so excited and filled with joy that day, except one, David's wife, Michael. She despised David. This same word was used of Goliath disdaining David in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 42. She accused David of exposing himself before the young women in Israel, not exposing his nakedness, but acting in an embarrassing way, 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse 20. Likely, Michael's accusations were motivated by jealousy. Furthermore, Michael was known to be an idolater, 1 Samuel chapter 19 and verse 13. Maybe she was not only jealous of David's replacing her father as king, but also jealous that God was replacing the idolatry in Israel. Nonetheless, Michael was totally out of place in the joyful celebration and worship of the Lord. Do you know of people who are like that? How can we be careful to show proper reverence for the Lord in church and in all of our lives? Setting the Application Today's lesson reminds us that we serve a holy God, and we must serve Him in a holy manner. But as He that which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. Efforts toward holiness seem to be lost today, and those who demand it of themselves and others are mistakenly called legalists. Legalism is the heresy that claims that a person can be saved by good works, but holiness is commanded of God's people saved by grace through faith. Saved people are to live a life of good works, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. God is a holy God and he expects holiness of us. David and Israel disobeyed God thinking they were doing the right thing. We can make the same mistake and mistakes in disobeying God are costly. It is paramount that we know what the Lord requires in His service and follow His commands precisely. How has this lesson convicted you concerning your service to the Lord? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue learning from David, a man after God's own heart. Bogart Press is the publishing ministry of the American Baptist Association. We exist to equip churches with the resources they need to carry out the Great Commission. These resources include Bible study materials for preschoolers through adults, including Sunday School, Children's Chapel, Baptist Training Course, Bible Challenge, and Vacation Bible School. Please visit our website to find all the ministry resources you will need at bogardpress.org. That's bogardpress.org. Until next week, find daily encouragement from our daily devotionals at bogardpress.org.